Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is my good buddy, Lyle Dimitri, and I'm excited for you to meet him if you haven't already, because his old-time music story is really sweet, and his fiddling is beautiful. We recorded this in my basement like a week and a half ago, so come get it while it's still hot. Oh, and this episode technically has an explicit tag, but it's pretty tame. There's just a few errant cusses in it, so if that's a deal-breaker for you, I'm really sorry. Come back next week for what will probably be a PG episode. But for all you sailors out there who are still listening, stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how you can support Get Up in the Cool and get exclusive rewards. But first, here's my interview and jam with Lyle DeVitri. Enjoy. Thank you. 
<laughs> Lyle DeVitri, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Glad you're here. Glad it's to be a, here. It's been a long time coming. I, I must have asked you the first time like two years ago. Yeah, or something. it's been about two years probably. Where did we meet? I don't remember where we met. Where? I think at Gojo. At the Gojo Jam. Yeah. For those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the Philadelphia old-time scene, or trad music scene in general, there's a fair amount of American trad music happening in the uh, second floor of Ethiopian bars and, and restaurants. <laughs> this is one of them, the Gojo Ethiopian bar yeah, and restaurant. Yeah, and now it happens every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night. Every so Wednesday. Come, come hang out, 8 to 11. Uh, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, the best Ethiopian cheesesteak I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would also go out on a limb. <laughs> have you had it? I have. But... <laughs> But it's, yeah, I think it might be the best in Philly, but it's also possibly the only <laughs> yeah, in Philly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I don't know why that sandwich is so good to me. It's got a real zing to it. It's, it's super spicy. <laughs> it's also just the trashiest garbage food I've ever had. But it's just like so delicious in the most depraved way. It's like perfect drug people food, I think, is the, is the thing. Oh, yeah. It soaks up pitcher food. Oh, my God. <laughs> My dad and I stopped in to the jam. He, he was visiting, um, I don't know, about a month ago or so. And we both we both got a, a cheesesteak and um, had it with, I think we were both drinking a Stone IPA. Yeah. And That's the one and, good beer there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we're going to order another one. We're like, yeah, let's get another one. Yeah. And then the bartender's like, he's like, you know, like a pitcher is like a dollar less than like getting two more beers. And we're like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll do that. <laughs> it's a good deal. Yeah. It keeps the jam really going. good deal. Does your dad play old time music? He does. So there's like a whole crew of you in Lancaster. Yeah. And I know there's other Lancaster like kind of old time scenes, but you guys have your own sort of like Lancaster old time cult. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd call it that, but <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, our, our family plays a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Neil Presley, mm -hmm. um, who is oftentimes called the Lancaster old time guru. Yes. Cause he just knows so many tunes and, yeah. um, huge fan of, of like Tommy Gerald and stuff. And, you know, does that like super shuffly, shuffly playing and, um, it's a good banjo player, too. Um, I still haven't done my, like, I've been wanting to do a Lancaster trip when, you know, and go record a bunch of you mm -hmm. guys out there. And obviously, I would, everyone tells me I should record him. So, oh, yeah. One of these days. He's super fun to talk to as well. Yeah. Um, and his son is a really great fiddler, too, and a cellist. Yeah. And, and you could play, he's a multi instrumentalist. Yeah. He plays a guitar, too, and I'm sure he plays some banjo. Patrick. So the Devitris, mm -hmm. Devitris, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, the Rists. Right. The Rists. And the Rasts. Um, yeah. Did all of you just do Suzuki growing I, up? I or? didn't do Suzuki. You didn't do Suzuki. No. Um, but my younger sister, Nina, did Suzuki. I don't think Maya or Monica did. Um but it's funny, Nina quit Suzuki and her, her teacher, um, she loves telling this story, but her, her teacher, her teacher or told Nina her, does? Uh, um, Nina does, okay, sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, her teacher, uh, told her if you quit now, you will never pick up a violin again. Ooh, what a weird power move. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. So Nina was like, fuck that. Like, I mean, she didn't say that because she was like six. Probably. Like, I don't know how old she was, but <laughs> um, whatever is equivalent to fuck that. Yeah. For, like a really young kid. Um, like something poop related. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, so she, uh, yeah, she quit and then um, started piano lessons. We all started piano um, around the age of like seven, eight yeah. or nine. Um, we all took lessons for a while. I, I quit after like five years because I got more into cello. But um, yeah, 
so we didn't do Suzuki, and I, I think I know that the Rice's did, like all the Rice's. And Jesse is the only, actually no, well Jesse's the only Rice that still plays like a ton of old time. Um, Peter still plays a lot of music, I think, but not as much old time. Mm-hmm. And James, James, uh, he doesn't really really play a lot anymore. And Ella also doesn't really play a lot. Yeah. I think I met her at Cliptop this last year. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I just got to see her recently. She's down in school in Virginia, but she was, we had the same spring break and she was like, Hey, I'm on, I'm on spring break. Can I visit you in Philly? And I was like, Oh, guess what? I'm coming to Lancaster. So yeah. So cool. your dad plays old time. Does your mom play as well? She plays some like old time guitar and she sings. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, when you grew up, when you were learning music growing up, was old time cool? Was it uh, or music that my parents play? Yeah, um, that's interesting. So, this, my first time at Clifftop was when I was two years old. So I don't remember that. Okay. I heard that I just, you know, that my mom and I guess a lot of other uh, moms call them the terrible twos. And yep. maybe, maybe, you know about it. <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, she said, once I started walking, I just started running instead. I was like, nah, I don't need to walk. I can just run everywhere. So uh-huh. I, she would look around and be like, where did Lyle go? And then she would find me at like the neighboring campsite, like banging pots and pans uh-huh. and like trying to steal their food. Like, <laughs> um, that's just what <laughs> like I, some what sort I've been of told. stray dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, then we we didn't go for a number of years and then i remember turning eight or nine there because i always almost always have a birthday that falls um during clifftop especially if we go if you go early because it's july 29th um the festival itself usually starts like first week of august but yeah so um being like a young kid there and um you know, start. I started out on the cello, and I had had a little piano lesson. So I wasn't really like, never really like played old time, and and a lot of it definitely. I was just like, ah, this all like sounds the same. I yeah. couldn't like differentiate between any of the tunes. Um, but I think little did I know it, it was all kind of like seeping into me, yeah. like from a very young age. And um, it's funny, one of Jordan's friends. Um, came to Clifftop one year. I think maybe it was in our like early teen years and he had like never been exposed to old time before. Yeah. And he was kind of a dramatic guy. Um yeah. <laughs> but he I remember him falling like he was trying to fall asleep in his tent and he just shrieks, "I hate this music." <laughs> And like moans, like he's like wailing, oh like because it's incessant. It really yeah. is. Um, that was something you know you had to get used to falling asleep to the sound, especially if you camped near a jam that like like wasn't as good. I don't know, like like some some there are a lot of jams at Clifftop, and um, there's some scratchy fiddle. Like and and like I love I love all I love it all, but like. I can't fall asleep to some scratchy fiddle. Well, I can't. I can now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think then that was like that was my stance. I was like, uh, like yeah, yeah. Hmm. Especially like being classically trained and oh yeah, and like so, so developing um, my playing on the cello, and then I did I did start to try to play like old time stuff on the cello. Um, I was like super into. Rashad and uh-huh. you know all the other amazing cellists that are out there, um, but it's hard. It's really hard, and yeah. and I could I didn't like quite find I couldn't find the groove. You know I couldn't really get it, and I was discouraged. Yeah, I've heard like a lot of cellists talk about like one of them the main differences being like when you're fiddling, the bow is falling, and so you're just like letting gravity do a lot of work. Uh-huh. But like with cello. You're going horizontal, uh-huh. so like having the same drive, right? It, yeah, and and like people want to play a tunes, and yeah. it's really hard <laughs> to play a tunes on a cello, yeah. um, unless you're like really good. 
Mm-hmm. I, rec- I recently, it took me a while, but I learned, um, what is that tune? Oh, uh, tipping back the corn. Yeah, almost the name of this podcast. So I found out that it was a modern tune, probably okay. copyrighted. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was modern. Yeah, but it, I learned that over the summer, um, and because I've been trying to get back into playing some more like old time cello, and I yeah. want to get better at it, and especially now that I, I've started playing fiddle i want to yeah. can kind of transfer like my fiddle stuff totally. to the cello so yeah. for those uh yeah for those people who don't necessarily know how a cello is tuned like the bottom two strings are a c and a g so those notes are in most a tunes are not used <laughs> right. um, depending on like the if it's like an a major tune so like um i would imagine you you would have to do a lot more work than a lot of the fiddlers are because the yep. fiddlers are just AEA. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, so. They're just staying in first position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had similar, like, I mean, in some ways, you know, banjo is like, you know, it's all laid out for you. But in order to keep up with a fiddler, especially if you're a banjo player who likes playing notes, it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's all just right there for the fiddler, and you have to do so much more work just to do it, right? <laughs> just to keep up, <laughs> right? Um, switching positions constantly, and yeah. Should we play this Kentucky Winder? Sure. Where where's this from? Um, is that a question I should ask you? I don't know if you know where all these tunes are from. Where is this from for you? Is what I really mean. For me, well, yeah, I need to. I'm trying to get better at like going to the source. You know, uh-huh. even if I find a tune first on YouTube, then I'll look it up and I'll listen to its original yeah. recording or like a version of it, just an older version, you know, yeah. um, where that person learned it. Um, but I learned this um, off of a, a video of, of Tatiana Hargraves yeah. playing it. Um, yeah, I think, huh, no, I don't want to say because I'm probably going to be wrong. I don't know who it, I don't know who it's from. Yeah, I don't remember. Let me get into G real quick. All right.
winder? I don't know. Um, Is it like a road or something? I don't know. Maybe, or there's like a the sidewinder. Is that a snake? Oh, maybe. I always get nervous with like or, old time tunes that I can't explain because you know there's always like yeah. the creeping or, suspicions. Or, like, oh, what if this is racist? Per, perhaps <laughs> it's just because it's such a windy melody. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm. But maybe it's deeper than that. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. You play your tunes very contemplatively. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's really good. Thanks. It's, yeah. It's a little bit difficult to switch back and forth between interview mode and <laughs> and like like huh. Like I'm off in my own head now. Right. Um so you're studying anthropology mm-hmm. at Temple University. Mm-hmm. Um why are you studying anthropology? Is it at all related to your and here's the other question. Is your interest in old time anthropological to any extent? It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I only, like, I started playing uh, fiddle um, beginning of my sophomore year of college. Mm. Um, so, and, and that was right around the time. Well, I was sort of exploring during that that year. I had I had started out as a voice major mm. at Temple. Um, I forgot this about you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were studying. Yeah, I was. Voice. I was oh, yeah. uh, contemplating uh, doing like opera. You know, like going going yeah. for the, the the performance route. Um, mm. But yeah, I didn't really. I don't. I I was. I was in the ed program, and I was like I said, I was thinking about transferring into the performance thing but um didn't feel it you know I, I kind of I think I was afraid because I I told myself well you shouldn't do something if you're not 100% sure you want to and I was like yeah. I wasn't all in I was like I don't feel all in yeah. so I, I I wanted to uh explore you know other things at college I wanted to like read interesting things I wanted yeah. to um take poetry classes you know I wanted to just like explore a lot i guess one big reason why i am doing anthro is because it's a liberal arts major it's really flexible um i did consider going to grad school um i mean mean, everybody tries to think ahead you know but um i don't think that academia is necessarily the place for me it's just it's not where i find joy (laughs) um so i think during during the while I was away from school because I, I, I did leave um, I, I was thinking about going back and I was thinking wow like I, I could do my my senior capstone project on old time music yeah. and that was sort of like a a thing that helped me to come back so I was like you know what I really do I really I really do love this music and I'm really interested in its history and why people play and yeah. all the people stuff you know I, and I guess another reason I decided to study anthro is because I just love people. Um, I love talking to people. Um, I, I love traveling. Um, it's, it's just funny. Like, uh, for some reason, like just hearing someone say that they love people, like, like right now was like, uh, like surprising to me <laughs> Like <laughs> right now. Like the general, like, in, totally in my like mindset like the general like sentiment is not right. like oh, i love people yeah <laughs> yeah so it's just like like oh you you love people and, and and i guess when i say that i do love people but i also am just like really intrigued by people yeah and and just like yeah i think everybody has something interesting to say like yeah. there's just like interesting things everywhere and um hmm. yeah um i don't know and i I thought that I wanted to be really academic with anthropology, but um, upon more reflection, decided that music and art and poetry mm. matter so much more to me. Um, and I may I may go back to school and 
you know, get certified to teach art or, or something like, but that's like way in the future. I, yeah. After I finish, I just kind of want to write songs and, and play fiddle and work in outdoor education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are good plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like these plans. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. Um, what's next on this list? Um, no corn on, is it Tigert or Tigert? <laughs> <laughs> no corn on, I've always heard people say Tigert. 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 I don't, Tigert. I don't know what that is. Is this like a, is that an agricultural statement? Is that like a prohibition statement? Yeah, Where is really Tigert? I have no idea. Gotta do some research. Yeah. You're the anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Okay, let me uh, let me get up to model real quick. All right. So this tune I know comes from John Summers, yeah, and I and I listened to that source after I listened to Reese Jones playing it, um, and he 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 really does, you know, he has his own interpretation, but uh, he he plays it pretty close to how John Summers did it. Yeah, it's really neat though. Big fan. No corn on Tiger. Putting my foot down. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh man. There it is again. <laughs> like, and then I ask questions. Um, okay. So, at what point did old time music transition from just a thing that you grew up with and maybe took for granted into a thing that you take ownership of? Was it when you started playing fiddle? Was it before? What What was that like? Uh, yeah, it, it was actually... So I think when I did start playing, I started playing, I, my dad just got me uh, an old an old knock-around fiddle hmm. um, for Christmas one year. Uh, and he's like, you know, you, when, you, when you get a gift for anyone, especially when it's like a gift, a gift that they could use, like an instrument, you never really know like how much they're going to use it, you know? Yep. And, and like, okay, like, I'm just going to give this to him and see what he does with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of immediately, I think I just, I felt it was, it was the first, it was, it was mine, you know, it was this fiddle that had been given to me. And, and prior to that, anytime I had kind of tried to, you know, fiddle around um, on anyone else's fiddle, I just kind of felt like it, it wasn't mine, you know. I was like, oh, like I'm just borrowing this, and yeah. and I, my hands are too big, and like I play cello, you know, like yeah. I like I'm pressing down too hard, like it just this doesn't make sense, you know. Um, but I don't know, yeah. But so that for, for that, the viewers at home, Lyle has really large hands. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they're like basketball, basketball hands. Yeah, but I, um, really, I mean. So, I think one memory that I have that one of the first times when I was just like, oh my God, like I love the sound that is coming out of that fiddle. Like that is, that is, th- mm. that is so special. It was um, Fiddle Finals. Pretty sure it was Raina. At the time, I didn't know her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember just like the clarity of her playing and... Um, the feeling, the emotion in it, and it was just so steady, and and I just was like awestruck, you know. Mm. Um, so that was you know a time at Clifftop where I, I definitely loved listening to fiddle music, and I just never thought that I could be a fiddler. I was just like, I'm just not going to be a fiddler, you know. I just love listening to it. I'm really, really into it. But um, yeah, so then I got a fiddle, and I. I started playing it a lot, and I, I just decided that I wanted to wanted to commit to to being a being a fiddle player, you know. Um, but for about the first maybe the first uh, year, um, I, I wasn't as serious about it um, as I became. Like there was this other defining moment where like something just like clicked. Mm. Um, it was actually partially because I was I was going to go to Oman uh, with a professor to excavate tombs um, wow. she's doing this really cool project over there and uh, long story short I didn't end up going and I like <laughs> I regretted it um, and like just a number of people had, had talked me out of it and I just felt like felt like I shouldn't have let people talk me out of it and I mm. Um, and I decided I, I also had been I had been watching a lot of Breaking Bad and that was like one of the first Netflix shows that I actually was you know actually ever watched before I was just like oh man I, I can't waste my time with yeah. watching shows <laughs> like it's just like I don't want to get sucked into that you know yeah. and I had watched a little bit of that and so I was just like you know what I have to start using my time more productively I'm not going to Oman so I'm home on Christmas break, and gosh darn it, I'm gonna just start playing like hours of fiddle. Yeah. Um, and it was this video of of Tatiana and Ethan playing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those that that CD release they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's really it, yeah. it's really badass. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and the tune that actually really spurred me 
to to like practicing all the time and playing was um piney woods yeah yeah and i was just it's just exquisite like i'm just like oh my god uh especially like the bass and fiddle together and i wanted to make sounds like that and i know that the only way they make sounds like that is because they've put their time in you know yeah um so i started really 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 putting a lot of time in I, i would like stay up really late and you know playing i remember playing that tune in the bathroom in the basement of our house where nobody can hear it you know yeah. at like two in the morning <laughs> so just like yeah became obsessive so that was when my obsession started yeah. um yeah definitely like turning point <laughs> <laughs> i've joined the the ranks of the the obsessed that's interesting that like you were spurred on because you had like a like a come to Jesus moment like oh man I like wasted an opportunity I better like get super yeah. good at fiddle right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. like I uh, wasted an opportunity better get super super good at fiddle and yeah. uh, and uh, stop I'm gonna stop watching Netflix and I did I like I quit uh-huh. um, and I just spent all the time that I would have been using to do that to start playing fiddle. Um, this is kind of like excavating tombs. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. In a little, in a <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. 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 It's a different kind of tradition. Yeah. Yeah. That you're kind of bringing out. And you're like closer proximity to these like metaphorical tombs, and maybe you have more of a right to do it than. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that yeah, some of that uh, some of that kind of archaeology, I think, is definitely kind of problematic. <laughs> um, I wasn't really thinking about it as much back then, right. but. Um, I mean, I'm sure at the time you're like, yeah, I want to go to Oman. Well, but yeah. I, and I, I guess maybe I think maybe she was working for the government there. Yeah, and like, but even then, I mean, like, what right do we have to like have museums and have like artifacts in them? You yeah. know, like that's it's all it's a really it's a it's a complex thing anywhere. You know, yeah. museums are just weird. Um, now that it's 2018. And all the white people have seen Black Panther. We're just like, oh, I guess museums are bad now. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. Like, I actually really I want to, though. Yeah. That's like uh, like one of the first scenes is like uh, is in a museum. And it's like a museum heist. And uh, a, a, a white uh, museum host is explaining to like one of the main villains who is originally from Wakanda, like... Uh, the origins of the, you know, she's like explaining the origins of this like artifact or whatever, and he's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> and it's like a very like audience surrogate moment, you right, know, where you're right. just like, oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, I mean, Pennsylvania is because I know Pennsylvania is Appalachia. Part of it is. Well, yeah, is Lancaster I technically mean, part a- of the Appalachia? The Appalachian <laughs> Mountains go all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> but where, yeah, where does like the yeah. the old time Appalachia tradition stop? I don't. Yeah, I think like even maybe Southern PA yeah, and maybe. where where I guess I'm from, but not from that. Yeah, I'm I'm really not Cl- closer close. than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. Oregon is kind of far. Yeah, John Sharp's tune. Yeah, Let's play John Sharp. Let me get into D real quick. I think I moved this closer to you at some point. So, like, <laughs> yeah. While you're talking, so. Right. Yeah. Thank you. 
I didn't mean to end on that chord. <laughs> I guess I should have ended on that chord. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit of a harmonically ambiguous yeah. tune. I wanted I wanted to keep playing it, but my stamina was waning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that moment is really pretty when you're going. Um, What are you playing? Where? At the top? Oh, oh. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, cause you're going. <laughs> it's, it, I know, I love it. Oh, spooky. Very spooky. <laughs> Lyle, thanks so much for coming over. I uh, peeked behind the curtain. I've been like, uh, this is the the last night before my wife returns from South America. And uh, I've been like a little bit secluded and just on like full um, hanging out with my kid mode. It's really nice to like stay up late playing music and not be on my like phone or on Facebook right now. I'm really glad that you're here. <laughs> I feel like I'm really glad to be yeah, here. And like, I really needed this. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad I could uh, give that, give that to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's do it again soon. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's play this Happy Hollow. Yeah. Happy Hollow. Thank you. 
you want to support Get Up in the Cool, that's a very generous instinct, and I like that about you. There's a lot of ways to do it. The easy and free way is to talk about the show with anybody who might be interested and share it around on social media and all the trad music forums. Bonus points if you include some sort of old-time nerd bait like asking about the source for one of the tunes in an episode or what tunings are used. Once you do that, you can take a trip to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. That helps with the show's visibility somehow, and I read those reviews every once in a while, and they make me feel nice. But if you really want me to keep making this show and get in on some awesome bonus content, go to CameronDeWitt.com and click the Patreon button. There, you'll find all the levels at which you can support the show and their corresponding rewards, like honor shoutouts, weekly bonus tracks, online banjo workshops, and access to the Get Up In The Cool Tune Archive, featuring every tune ever played on the show, tagged and organized for your iTunes library. This week, I'm excited to announce four new Get Up In The Cool supporters, Scott McWilliam, Rupert Deese, Karen Eisenhower, and Ben Peterson. You guys are the best, and I'm excited to keep making the show for you. Thank you so much. And as a side note, Rupert and Karen, you're one of the coolest couples I've ever met, and I'm actually sad that we live so far apart and can't be best friends. You can get the Best of 2016 album, Get Up In The Cool Volume 1, by following the buy slash stream button on my website. While you're there, click that button that says TOTBS, which stands for Think Outside The Box Set, my other podcast. Also musical, but very, very different. I recommend starting with the first episode. Okay, hang in there, just a couple more. I teach banjo lessons on Skype, and I'm currently looking for more students, so hit me up for lessons if you're interested. I promise that I'm a really good teacher, and I can explain many of the banjo's most frustrating mysteries. And if you're in the Vancouver area, I'm teaching a workshop at Evos, the East Vancouver Old Time Social. So come get that banjo knowledge, and make sure to catch my live interviews. All the links I mentioned in this outro can be found in the show notes on your device or on CameronDeWitt.com slash GetUpInTheCool. And make sure to like, follow, and join Get Up In The Cool's Facebook page and group. Lastly, Get Up In The Cool is always looking for one-off or continuing sponsorships, so hit me up if you want me to plug your business, website, crowdfunding campaign, whatever. We'll work something out. And thanks for listening, friends. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.